Hello, welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Today I'm talking about the author of much science fiction, the man Isaac Asimov, who was a humanist atheist without hope. Let's look at Proverbs 1-7 to start off. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. My summer reading this school break this summer included an Isaac Asimov book I picked up at a thrift store. When I was in high school, I read a lot of science fiction. And after these many years, I decided to return to the genre. I hadn't read any sci-fi in like 40 years. Asimov is one of the fathers of science fiction and one of the most prolific. He was born in Russia in 1920. He emigrated as a boy and then attended an annex of Columbia University, majoring in chemistry. He became a writer and a professor of biochemistry at Boston University. Asimov was considered one of the big three science fiction writers, along with Robert Heinlein. He wrote A Stranger in a Strange Land, and Arthur C. Clarke, who wrote 2001, A Space Odyssey. And he was considered this one of the big three, even in his own lifetime, a feat of fame. Asimov wrote or edited more than 500 books and also wrote an estimated 90,000 letters and postcards. That's why he's considered prolific. Did you know he coined the term robotics? A combination of the words mechanics and hydraulics. He also wrote the three laws of robotics, which are in use today. The laws are first, a robot may not injure a human being or through inaction, allow a human being to come to harm. Second, A robot must obey the orders given it by human beings, except where such orders would conflict with the first law. And thirdly, a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second law. That's Isaac Asimov's three laws of robotics, which are adhered to today. One of the books he wrote was a compilation of short stories called Nine Tomorrows, which was published in 1959. They're nine short stories plus a poem set in the future. And that's the book I picked up. I enjoyed Asimov when I first read him as a teen, as a young adult. I appreciated his easy writing and his engaging stories, but reading him again now, as an adult, I was blown away by his brilliance. The stories contained plots for like a detective story that used things for clues that hadn't even been invented then. And their stories of time travel, space travel layovers, 
even genetic modification of humans or a story about how successive iterations of computer programming forces a creativity decline and derivative thinking arises. There's a story about mutual assured destruction. I mean, all these things were very, very new or not even on the horizon back when he wrote this, these stories in the early 50s. He was a supremely intelligent man. Seeing many of his tomorrows become today's and even yesterday's after the initial writing 70 plus years ago is pretty amazing. I mean, nowadays we do have artificial intelligence, robotics on a level Asimov would have understood, even space travel. I mean, we used to have a space shuttle. He wrote a hundred of his books, even before the US moon landing in 1969. So let's shift gears for a minute from Asimov to the Bible. And we know that sin begins in the mind. Our faith begins in the mind. I admire people who use their mind for Christ. To have an ability to understand complex ideas and relate them to a layman so they can be absorbed by anyone. I mean, the Bible is complex. The war between this world and the kingdom is complex. The scientific people at the Institute for Creation Research and at the Mathema Institute are intellects for the faith. And I admire that they use their mind for Jesus and his glory. And by contrast, it is such a waste to have a mind like Asimov's used for Satan. Asimov was an atheist and a firm humanist. Now, in the Nine Tomorrows, I enjoyed most of the stories immensely, but there was one that I rejected. And in research, it turns out this is the one story that Asimov says is his personal favorite that he wrote. It's called The Last Question, and it explored entropy in the universe. Entropy is the degradation of matter and energy in the universe to an ultimate state of inert uniformity. Entropy is a general trend of the universe toward death and disorder. And the last question, the story, it, it looked at man's reason for existence and the end of all things, and that Knowledge itself was the supreme treasure of the universe. And after attaining it, then comes annihilation and peace. In that story, the computer stood in the place of God. It's an atheistic, humanist view. It's also a hopeless view. How sad. Reading Asimov now on this side of salvation shows me the utter sadness when a person possesses such a hopeless outlook. So many things in life now remind me of the sadness of the life of a lost person. 
The more I grow in his likeness, the more I think about the great gulf fixed, which no man may cross. There's only lost or found, darkness or light, hell or heaven. And I think of hell enlarging its mouth to receive a great many, the myriads upon myriads of unholy angels who will receive the just punishment for their demonic deeds. I think of the millions of people who dwelled in sin all their life and will also receive the just punishment of their deeds. All that flesh, all those minds, what a waste. I think of this kind of thing more and more. The tragedy of sin, the waste of a mind that could be glorifying God and thanking him for its intellect. Asimov denied the creator. When he passed away in 1992, the Institute for Creation Research wrote a piece called Asimov Meets His Creator, in which we see this quote from Asimov. Asimov's view on death, quote, although the time of death is approaching for me, I am not afraid of dying and going to hell or what would be considerably worse, going to the popularized version of heaven? I expect death to be nothingness, and by removing from me all possible fears of death, I am thankful to atheism. That's something Isaac Asimov wrote in his science fiction magazine, January 1992, and he did pass away shortly after. And there's a link to the Institute for Creation Research's piece on Asimov that I'll include in the show notes. Now, Asimov's expectations about death were not met. Asimov, sadly and eternally, discovered that knowledge in and of itself is not the chief end of man. God is the chief end of man by glorifying him. Heaven is considerably better than anything one can imagine, and hell is real and considerably worse. Nothingness is not in the future for any person born on this earth, or even those not born but perished due to miscarriage or abortion. It's heaven for babies and the repentant, and hell for those who reject and whose default is to continue in sin, no matter what their intellect was, high or low. Christians rightly do not fear death, but the unsaved should. They do not know. I'll read a quote from Jonathan Edwards here, quote, they do not know your wickedness makes you as it were heavy as lead and to tend downwards with great weight and pressure toward hell. And if God should let you go, you would immediately sink and swiftly descend and plunge into the bottomless gulf. Your healthy constitution, your own care and best contrivance and all your righteousness 
would have no more influence to hold you up and keep you out of hell than a spider's web would have to stop a falling rock. Were it not for the sovereign pleasure of God, the earth would not bear you one moment, for you are a burden to it. The creation groans with you. The creature is made subject to the bondage of your corruption, not willingly. The sun does not willingly shine upon you to give you light to serve sin and Satan. The earth does not willingly yield her increase to satisfy your lusts, nor is it willingly a stage for your wickedness to be acted on. The air does not willingly serve you for breath to maintain the flame of life while you spend your life in the service of God's enemies. End quote. That was Jonathan Edwards' sermon, an excerpt from Sinners in the hand, Hands of an Angry God. The ultimate takeaway today is the unsaved should fear death very much, but moreover, fear God. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a thoughtful day.